Okay. Okay. I need to... Uh, yeah, it should be fine. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Start the Beat Podcast with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Christmas. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and I'm happy you all decided to come back. If you are new to the show, I'm glad you're here too. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. As always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Alright now, real quick before we continue, I need you people out there to do me a favor. Let me know if you think that I should be putting this stuff onto iTunes or not. Because I want to do it, but if nobody cares and Bandcamp's good enough for all of you, then I'm not going to bother. Because the iTunes thing seems like a pain in the ass. But I can do it if you want it. So just get a hold of me. Let me know. You know, you can't leave a comment on this, but you can leave a comment on my Facebook or send me a text message or do something. Just let me know if you think... I should be putting these episodes on iTunes or not. Okay? On with the bullshit. My friend Michelle is on the show today. And truth be told, I didn't really know Michelle all that well before this episode. I would see her at her work from time to time when I was getting a coffee. And we would bullshit a little bit about this and that. But we never actually hung out or anything until we recorded this episode. I thought it might be interesting, you know, to have a recorded conversation with someone that I barely know, so that's what we did. And the end result ended up being a pretty solid conversation about growing up, the scene, doing freelance artwork, alternative subcultures, and just a ton of other shit. So, I think we did pretty good, and I think we learned a little bit about each other. And now you get the chance to learn, you get the chance to learn a little bit about the both of us. So, all right, let's do it. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. (laughs) What? You can have headphones if you want headphones. Most people just don't like them. Because they can hear themselves. Yeah, it makes it really, really weird. It does. Hearing your own voice always, like, a little afraid to listen to this. I was going (laughs) to ask you, are you going to listen to this? I'm going to. You're going to? The whole time I'm going to be like, you sound like a man. You sound way too girly. It's like I'm going to have, like, 16 different Paris Hilton voices. I can uh, actually, like, change the pitch on your voice. Can you make me sound like... Like Morgan Freeman is the most important question. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. This will actually be a podcast with Morgan Freeman. (laughs) I'll put his picture up and everything. That would be amazing. So, where do we start? Let's start at the start. I'll start at the starting What's your earliest childhood memory? Uh, Green couch. That's stupid. A green couch? There's a green couch that I fell off of and bashed my head against really hard. And I just kind of had this memory of the green couch and then my mom yelling. Okay. Did you, like, split your head open? I think I did. Okay. I'm not sure if I got stitches in that. I never split my head open. When I was a kid, my cousins had a basement with, like, those textured walls. Oh, the bully and, walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> their bedroom was in there and they had a bunk bed. And they were, like, wrestling on the top bunk and the one kid pushed the other cousin off of the bunk bed and I watched him like hit his head off the wall and it like slid down like and then dragged on that textured wall and there was like blood like already on the wall he got so fucked up (laughs) it really wasn't good there was one time where you know at like fairs and parades they have those guys that sell the inflatable like hammers and crap and all that other stuff yeah Oh, my brother and I only had money for one plastic ninja sword, so he got the sword and then just gave me, like, the sheath, like, the little holster for it, and I was like, this is bull honky. I don't like this, so I shoved a real stick in it, and then we were fighting, and I cracked him over the head, and he had to get three stitches. 
<laughs> cool. That's an earlier childhood memory. <laughs> Have you ever broken any bones? I always had, like, all of the different kinds of friends in school. I was never really, like, one of anything. Mm-hmm. I was very plain and whatever-looking to everyone, but there's this one chubby girl that never had any friends, and I couldn't understand why. And this still isn't even good justification for it, but I went over to her house once, and we swam in her pool, and we got on the trampoline, and the fat chick double-bounced me and <laughs> fractured my ankle. <laughs> And in my head, my, like, sixth grade brain, I was like, this is why she doesn't have friends. <laughs> like, she hurts everyone. You didn't hang out with her anymore after that? <laughs> no. Did you, uh, like school? I did. I, I didn't pretend to hate it until, like, the end. And even then, I don't think I hated it. Because I kind of, like, knew I didn't have any responsibilities. It's like, I knew that the only thing I had to do was, like, homework and go home. And the rest of the time, like, as long as I did that, my mom just let me fuck off and do whatever. I never hated school. Like, up until fourth grade, though, I always had kids that kind of picked on me a little bit. Because, like, everybody was really into, like, for lack of a better term, and I don't even care about using it, the wigger thing. Mm-hmm. I was around a lot of that. Oh, okay. There's no better way to describe it. So if anybody gets mad, they can suck it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it is it is what it was. And I wasn't like that, so I would get picked on a lot. But we also, like, all really liked Mortal Kombat. And I had a Game Boy with it, so everybody was nice to me sometimes. So they could play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and then <laughs> they were dicks to me at other times because, you know, I didn't like Snoop Dogg. Well, I we had a similar one in a, in grade school, which is a, there were total, like, borderline gang fights about whether you liked Hanson or Backstreet Boys really? or NSYNC. Girls were nasty to each other over that. <laughs> in, in fourth grade, I changed schools and like I ended up going to Pittsburgh Public School and I found some like alternative kids that were in like Green Day and Blues Traveler. It was cool <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I remember in seventh grade, though, there was this thing where I went to school when like the uh, East Coast versus West Coast rap thing started to come back and kids in school were like, what are you, East Coast or West Coast? What? And they got, would get into fights about it. <laughs> you did say specifically you went to Pittsburgh Public School. No, in I seventh would... grade, in, oh, okay. in seventh grade, I switched to Woodland Hills. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's, if you know even if, more bizarre to if me. You, if you know Woodland Hills, it's not the best area, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah. I was only in Pittsburgh public for fourth, fifth, and sixth. I've moved a lot, but never like far. I've always lived in Pittsburgh, but it's been like between neighborhoods. But when you're a kid, that is so far. That's like forever away. And isn't it like every kid's dream when they just even like start to experience a little bit of like animosity or bullying in school? It's like, I want to go to a new school. Mm -hmm. People will be different there. I had a really hard time like making friends because I moved around so much. I just like hung out and played video games and watched MTV a lot. I had went to the same school pretty much, like, or the same, you know. I never moved around or anything like that, and we definitely gave new kids a hard time. I was your bully. <laughs> but I got picked on in elementary school. For because, what? Uh, here's where you laugh. I was the tall kid. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's funny. It's funny, right? That is really funny. <laughs> I was about four foot nine in fifth grade. Okay. Which is kind of, like, way too big for someone in fifth grade to be. Well, like, fourth and fifth grade, and then I just kind of stopped growing. I gained, like, four inches after that my entire life. Yeah. I was a tall kid. That is kind of funny. Ha! Did, it, did you have any <laughs> nicknames? Not that anyone called me to my face. Maybe yeah. it was because I was the big kid, and they were afraid that I would, like, beat him up. No, like, Mighty Michelle. <laughs> Massive Michelle. That'd be rude. I feel like these are all MySpace names gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did you have any MySpace names? Uh, no. At one point, though, it was just a, it was just shame with a little trademark after it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like 15 and had no concept of what shame actually was. So that it just, that, that was, just, that just happened? Uh, yeah. I, shame? I, I think it was. Trademark? After, I think it was Did after. you actually own the trademark to it? <laughs> I wish I did. I think it was actually from from first to last song. Oh, okay. Not off of Dear Diary. Off of a, a Heroin. Which heroin. Was not the best album. That's my favorite from first to last album. Really? Yeah. I, kinda, I thought that was where they got a little too weird. And I, I, I like for me, the in my head in retrospect, that's like where Skrillex started. Like, that's where he kind of, like, took off and did, like, different, like, not just the hardcore stuff anymore. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot more, like... Do you Did you ever hear his stuff that he did before Skrillex? It was just called Sunny? No. It was, like, weird, gothy electronic stuff, and he sang on it. Damn. It was bad. <laughs> How bad? <laughs> I mean, it was just... I don't know. It was just brooding goth electronic music. Oh, God. <laughs> just sounded really sad and dark. 
how did you get into alternative things? Um, like, I, you know. Yeah, like the, the whole little... The whole, Butler kind of did actually have a pretty legit music scene around 2003 to 2005 was when, like, I mostly, like, I was going to shows during the week and on the weekends. Like, we always had shows going on from someone different. But that's pretty much just how it started is one day my friend Cassie was like, oh, do you want to go to the show? Like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, it's kind of like a concert, but it's, like, it's like <laughs> way less formal. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just, you know, this is how you, you meet all the different people that live so close to you, but just, like, went to a different school district. Mm -hmm. So you would have never, like, met them otherwise. Did you but... listen to any of that kind of music before that? Or was it, like, it was whatever pretty... was on T like MTV kind of thing you knew about, and then you... Kind of, and then I had the little, the derivative ones, but yeah, mostly it was like, we all, my little crew wore our Blink-182 shirts. And okay. <laughs> like our loser So you were still kind of like... into like the popular alternative music? Yeah, pretty much. And I, I don't know. What was like your first favorite band? My first favorite, like non... Just your first favorite band. I don't know, because that's not fair, because my first favorite band was Savage Garden. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, that was the first tape that I ever owned, cassette tape, and I had the the yellow jog-proof Sony Walkman. Do you still listen to and Savage Garden? Jam. I haven't listened. Occasionally, I'll get, like, Chicka Cherry Cola stuck in my head <laughs> when I'm, like, pouring a soda at work or something. But I haven't, I haven't actually listened to them. I couldn't even tell you if they even had another CD after that. I'm sure they did. Okay. I haven't listened to it, but that was, like, the thing. All right, like, so, like, music what, is cool. <laughs> what was, like, your first real band that you liked then? Whatever you want to consider real. Uh, I don't even know how to consider real now because I look back on some of the music I listened to, and I'm like, huh. Yeah. This was a thing? But one of my favorites was a little band called Geography. Okay. So, you know? But they also played with this band, Crew Jones. But they uh, they came to Butler a lot to play with the band Geography. And for some reason, I like still listen to Crew Jones at least once a week. It's just this tiny bit. They're not together. Haven't been for years. I lost their CD and bought it online for like 50 cents or something <laughs> like that. And it's like I still listen to it all the time. That's cool. But that was in like, like 2004. Like, I don't know. So you found some shows and met a bunch of new people and... We put on some shows too. I ah. did, uh, my first one was actually, uh, I booked a Hartwell ending. Okay. If you, I don't know, they're... Nah. They it sounds, they like every, songs. sounds like every band from that time they period. Had, they had one popular song. It was like a, if looks could kill you, be a murderer, maybe just a whore. And it was like a scene kind of like... <laughs> you don't say. It was like a, you know, it was like uh -huh. a huge, like they were like a thing. And then uh, their tour bus broke down in Cleveland. So the Space Pimps came the very last second and mm. played for me. That's fun. Yep. <laughs> so do you miss those days at all? No. <laughs> not even a little bit it was like i don't know some parts i don't know it just all seems so stupid do you now, still I, I as i'm under the impression that you don't like go to shows or do any of that kind of stuff anymore a lot of living at orange me kind of ruined that for me that's fair and it's uh, like now there's a couple bands that like i really fell in love with that play there like this band called the traditional is coming soon but i'm not gonna go see them because i'm kind of over shows and the only reason i went was because i was forced into them at ormsby just because like i live there yeah and I couldn't avoid it. Like, I came home and it was loud. There's people hanging out. Like, cool. Let's hang out. But... No, it's weird. I go to a lot of shows because I play a lot of shows. But I'm at a point now where I don't even like being at the shows half the time. It's yeah, also... it's, it's a really weird situation to be in I think it's me. a weird atmosphere for me because I, I kind of get really uncomfortable around, like, teenagers now. Okay. And it's like, I know, like, a, you everyone wants to look back and be like, I don't think I was that obnoxious when they're, like, comparing themselves at that age to teenagers these days. Like, no, I'm pretty sure we all had, like, bright pink fluffy hair with black in it and, mm -hmm. like, wore skirts over pants and crap like that. Like, we were probably more obnoxious. Yeah, I... <laughs> the thing I think about the most is I will be, like, at the mall or out somewhere and I see some younger kids that you could tell they're just... They're getting into some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I think to myself, like... You know, how are these kids doing all of this stuff? They're so young. And then I think about the shit that I did when I was 16. <laughs> like, just roll... Like, I would just constantly have a backpack full of paint getting into <laughs> bullshit and just, like, never going home, like, fingering girls in the woods. <laughs> just, like, the stupidest shit. And, you know, I was 15, 16, 17 doing that. So it's like... 
it doesn't surprise me that kids are still crazy. When I was uh, 15, I used to go to shows and, well, I lived in Butler and there was that, um, what is it, Club Octane in Charleroi, mm, which yes. is quite the trek from Butler. Yeah, that is. Especially whenever you're like 15, like crazy underage, maybe one of your friends can drive that late. Uh-huh. But uh, there would be times where like you just lie about going to your friend's house and then you know, go there, I never, do whatever. I never had eat the... at Denny's for like seven hours <laughs> and then go home in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I had a really weird uh, childhood slash teenage hood. <laughs> My mom was never around. She bartended. Hmm. Um, so we were on completely opposite schedules. Like she would be gone by the time I would get home from school and there would just be like, you know, 10 bucks on the counter, get food. I'd go to the mall get some Chinese food and just hang out with all my friends at the arcade. And that's how you turned out the way you are now. Yeah. See, my mom was kind of the same, except by bartender, it's alcoholic. Okay. Well, yeah, I think my mom so was... She worked, like, she worked all day during the day and came home and then just went out to the bar and was out until last call or later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was raised mostly by cable and uh, the internet. Okay, so your parents were split up? Yeah. Yeah. How old were you whenever you like moved out uh i was 17 when i was you know over it <laughs> same same story yeah i did that i was like gonna get all emancipated and stuff because that was like a thing when okay. you're younger so you can be like legal before you're 18 but then i was just like no nah, i just gotta lay low until i'm 18 and <laughs> is that when you went to georgia? georgia yeah okay cool so what do you do now i work at a lovely little coffee shop yeah slash bar i meant for fun no, that's it. That's all I did. <laughs> you mentioned uh, when I was talking with you earlier about like wanting to set up an art space in your house, mm-hmm. which gives me the feeling that you do some kind of art. I do. Some kind. Let's talk about that. Art. Art. Okay. How'd you get into art? Um, I just doodled a lot as a kid, drawing. My brother's actually, he's a really good artist, but he draws a lot of like anime type looking stuff and I was like that looks really good but it's kind of like one faced you know it's like his stuff is just like one way or the other but he got me into drawing and then I just you just doodle whatever and it sucks because art class was like the worst in high school I never mm-hmm. had the cool art teacher we had two of them one of them was just like this stoner that was completely unattached that was a good noise <laughs> and then the other one was this girl that like that she was like pregnant every year and went on maternity leave. So we just have like a series of substitute teachers, and it's like, I want to learn something. <laughs> I never liked any of my art teachers that I had in high school. I don't know, they're just boring. I never wanted to like draw fruit or do self portraits. <laughs> they never made us do that. Like, well, we didn't draw fruit, but we had like they made us do like cartoon characters. Like they would have like the generic, like the back of the magazine, like draw this and then mail it in and see if you're an artist. But oh, okay. But we didn't have to do the mailing. But you know, they yeah. just have like pictures of cartoons and be like, hey, draw this. Or they like it like, like the Mickey Mouse out. or something. Pretty much. My favorite one that I actually kind of like tried to recreate recently is just like a kangaroo with boxing gloves. Like, just a typical cartoon, like, you know? Like... When I think of kangaroos with boxing gloves, gloves, I think of, uh, you remember those Jinko jeans? They had <laughs> Hold the... on. Who could forget Jinko jeans? Do you remember the kangaroo They're ones? They're more memorable than, like, the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the kangaroo ones? It had the kangaroo with the boxing gloves hanging out in the back pocket. It was, like, embroidered. Any money says if they exist on eBay, that they're, like, at least $4,000. What happened? I think we fucked up and letting those go. Yeah, I want to bring them back. Hold on to that. Yeah, I will. Wore... I feel like that's the next step because I mean things are only getting more tighter. I've recently succumbed to pretty much only wearing spandex because it feels like tight pajamas. So if you can't get more tighter, what's the next direction? <laughs> Let's just get weird with it. Biggest possible pants. I want to swim in them. I I'll don't do it feel if you fabric do Fabric hitting my legs. I'll do it if you do it. Did you ever At wear least... like? I had like the elephant. What? Like, not the elephant pit. They um. They're elephant bottoms. Oh. So it was like kind of like the like the trip pants that were like tight around the knee. Uh-huh. And then they went down and then we always had to take the chains off for school because they like they thought uh-huh. we were going to kill each other with them because Marilyn Manson or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So like your what was your style uh, in, in like middle and high school? Like? I think I wore them all at one point in time because I kind of just like I just liked everything. Okay. It was mostly honestly just a lot of like plain boot cut like the... What was it the pack sun mm-hmm. like those those girls jeans for the most point but then so i got you... into the like i had a friend that worked at hot topic and like give me his discount so i got like the 
the weird trip pants and like the weird like corset looking okay tank top (laughs) shit so it's like I, I, i went to like extremes all the time and then when i got sick of that it was pretty much just like all black everything. <laughs> all black everything. Like band shirt, black pants, done. Mm-hmm. And that was my giving up phase of high school. <laughs> like, I don't have to match colors. Yeah. The world's a dark place and so am I. Mm-hmm. And then you got a couple tattoos. <laughs> Actually, my first one. Look at mine. I worked in a tavern as a waitress, so I couldn't like legally serve booze, but there was just booze all over the place. And, uh... And the first one I got was from one of the customers. I was 15 at the time. So really? You were like 15 when you got your first tattoo? So creepy in hindsight. Oh, it gets better. It gets more typical the farther on the story goes. Okay. But um, <laughs> it was like this chubby guy. He was a tattoo artist. And granted, he didn't have like the face and the in neck Butler. tattoos. Well, in Saxonburg. Okay. It's even worse, like South Butler. Okay. But um, he had like a lot of like visible tattoos, but no, none of like the face, neck, hand stuff like I have. But um... My friend Liz and I would say, why so blue, Panda Bear? Because of, like, that Snickers commercial or something. <laughs> I don't and I know was what like, you're talking about. No, it was, I don't, I don't remember what it was. It might not. Either way, it's stupid. But I said something about, like, oh, I want to get a tattoo of a panda on my stomach. So he drew up a panda on a bar napkin. And then my friend who worked with me lived, like, in the same trailer court as him. So we went to his trailer and I got a tattoo of a panda on my stomach. <laughs> When I was 15. You still have it? It got covered up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then I didn't get another one until I was 18, though. Okay. And also when I was in high school still, like, I know, like, kids these days in high school, like, they have tattoos. Yeah. When I was in, I think when I was 15 or 16, there was a kid in my class that had gotten a tattoo. He got, like, a cross or something on his arm. We would have gotten, like, sent to juvie or, like, a mental hospital, like, in my age, like, for having a tattoo, being that young and in school, because, like, for the most part, it's, like, there's only a couple kids over 18, and those are the ones graduating, but, like, pretty, I think when you're 16, you can get a, a tattoo with, like, parental consent. Yeah. Alright, so, back to this panda. This panda. <laughs> um, after it happened, were you, like, super stoked on it? I loved it. Okay. It was, like, it was the coolest thing ever. Well, that's good. But I, I, in had, hindsight, I had to hide it from my mom, though. Yeah. My mom had How tattoos. big was it? It's, um... I don't know. Like, like it was just kind of like it was like small and like on the side or was, something. I have a small fist and it was smaller than my fist, so okay. Like maybe was it just like a panda it was like head? Two and a half inches. It was just this little cartoon panda. That was the other thing. It was like this fat black body with a white tummy and this little panda face. Okay, but, but you were stoked on it. I was so stoked, but I had to hide it from my mom and I like couldn't tell anyone about it because okay. I didn't want it to get back. So to my like mom. in hindsight, was it just like a really bad tattoo? Yeah. It was awful. I'm surprised I didn't get some kind of disease from it, to be honest. When did you uh, get it covered up? Uh, let's see, I got it. Did you, like, have it for a while, and I then you it, finally... I had it for, like... You were like, I need to get this fucking thing covered five up. Five years before I got it covered up. Because it was also in my stomach, and that was, like, at that point, I had been working on, like, the leg and, like, the arm and the chest and stuff, so I kind of wanted to, like, fill it all in before I, deci- like, decided what I wanted to do, because, like... I also didn't know at the time, like, that much, but it was, like, primarily black. It was black and white, and I'm like, how's anyone gonna cover that up? But, uh, Justin from In the Blood put this really sick wolf's head over it. Cool. And you can't even tell anything was there now. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That was, like, the most stressful tattoo of my life. I'm like, oh, So you don't, <laughs> you don't miss it? Did you name it? Did the panda have a name? I didn't. Ugh. I'm so glad I didn't. Then I would have, like, been attached to it. Yeah. I would have, like, worked around it. <laughs> I do remember though. I always like because my dad has a crap load of tattoos. My uncle did them. My mom has a bunch. None of them okay. are visible, but like that's like. So you like grew up around tattoos? Yeah, a lot of them. Like okay. even uh, the guy that my mom dated after that, he was just a mechanic, but even he he had like a lot of tattoos. So were you like really uh, like attracted to the idea of tattoos when you were younger, or well, yeah? Like, were you like when I turn eighteen, I'm gonna get fucking covered? I'm pretty sure if I would have asked my mom to get a tattoo, she would have said yes. Okay. But I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it never it never started that way, no. You didn't think of, it, you weren't like that? You just... No, not at all. Because even whenever uh, I was growing up around a lot of it, like I said, my uncle did them. I just, I didn't really want one. Mm-hmm. But then it was just kind of like, you know, you learn more about it. It's a subculture. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's a very mainstream one now, but... But especially whenever it was more taboo, it was it was a lot different. And there's a little... I have a little more respect for it in my head. Even though I have a bunch of really dumb tattoos, I still have a lot of respect <laughs> for it. 
So it was never like taboo for you, yeah. I guess. I remember I got my lip pierced Ooh. when I was like 16. Uh, my friend did it in her bedroom. Not not nearly <laughs> as gnarly as getting a tattoo, but I uh, I worked so hard to hide it from my mom. That's all right. It's your face. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. I would just like, like try not to like look at her, like be like real shifty. <laughs> and I honestly, I had it for a, a few months before she finally noticed it. And when she noticed it, she didn't even give a shit. <laughs> my first piercing was my belly button, my navel when I was, uh, I think I think I was 13. Like the, that was the, the rule for piercings at whatever shop that we went to is you could be 13 with mm-hmm. parental consent. But, um, my mom was going to get this like little dolphin tattoo on her ankle and she asked me just so casually like she was going to the store and i wanted like and i and i wanted like i don't know juice or something <laughs> yeah was, she was like oh i'm gonna get this tattoo like do you want to get anything and I'm like uh sure and i like almost passed out it was awful like i was so oh, scared really? i was terrified <laughs> i was 13 <laughs> i was like well britney spears has one <laughs> <laughs> if britney can do it so can i that's a good motto. Yeah. Well, I have this sign hanging at work that says, if Britney can make it yeah. through 2007, I can make it through this day. I laugh at that every time <laughs> I, I see it. I need it so much. I want to put up another one that says, you and Beyonce both have 24 hours in a day. <laughs> <laughs> you just need that. That's a, yeah. I, only, I feel like I don't do enough, but I do a lot. So you're not Beyonce yet. No, I don't think I'll ever be Beyonce. I'm Beyonce always. Bed, Bath, and Beyonce. <laughs> Jay-Z. Attention, Jay-Z. I know you're listening. <laughs> you missed a great opportunity. Yes. I don't know. What kind of music do you listen to now, speaking of Jay-Z? Huh. Only Jay-Z? No. Um, it's a lot of what I used to listen to with a few new things peppered in. Through like doing shows and stuff a long time ago, I met this guy, Aaron. He plays guitar in a band called The Ghost Inside. Okay. And I pretty much just take his recommendation off of whatever I should listen to. <laughs> so that's like, it. That's that's how it works now. It's like it's just it's too. So hard. what kind it's, of it takes what, too much time? What kind of music do you get from him? So, a lot of kind of like hardcore, screamy stuff. But you like that stuff? I do, to a certain extent. But do you ever feel like you need to chill out? Do you have any like kind of music you listen to to just of, like lot of calm minus, down? A lot of minus the bear. Just what okay. I listen to, and I used to smoke a lot of pot when I was younger. Okay. I used to get really high, and I had this, like, one, like, little changey light color thing, and just put on Minus the Bear, become part of the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) I like Minus the Bear a lot. A couple albums. I don't like the new stuff so much. I think I... I haven't kept up too much. Omni was the last one Mm -hmm. I heard. Is that still the most recent one? No, they put out one after that. See, that's also when it gets too hard to keep up, was when people put out too many new albums, like... Um, and they put out an album like every other year, every Pretty other two much, years. Yeah. It's not that much to keep I up with. I guess not. I just, I don't know. I'm so lazy about music anymore. And I have like all that stuff that I like. Like I also love like my crappy pop pug. Like I'm always going to listen to Bayside. Sorry. Okay. That's never leaving the repertoire, but I'm also like always going to listen to Converge. I could, I, I, I could never get everywhere. into Bayside. I don't know why. It took me a while, but then one day it just kind of like clicked because I hated Anthony Ranieri's voice. Same. For the time. It's so whiny. And it's Same. So... But then one day it. I just liked it and it just stuck with me. That's what happened with me and Brand New, actually. I can't listen to that. Yeah. I used to all the time and a couple of the girls at work have it on their playlist and I just get like, no, no, no. And I have to skip it now. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can't listen to this anymore. I just, I just didn't get it for a while. And then one day I had bought tickets to go see them because they were playing with Glassjaw. And I was like, well, I want to go see Glassjaw. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to catch up on this brand new stuff again. Mm -hmm. And then I hadn't listened to it in years. Daisy had just come out at this point. And then I downloaded the stuff and I put it on and listened to it. And for some reason, it just made sense. I was like, wow. I think Daisy's a lot different too, but that was a little ruined by me or for me because my old roommate like, it was just whenever the one single at the bottom came out. Yeah. And he would play that over and over and over and over, like, so loud. And it was the only thing you could hear in the whole house. So, like, I love that song at first. And now I'm like, eh. Sometimes you just need to take a break from things. You can, like, really play well, stuff out. 
I do that too. Like I, I listen to one album so much, like I ride the bus to work and I'll play the same album for like days at a time with no complaint. Then I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. what now? <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to do it. I just got really into that Fanagram album and I listened to it like three times at work today. And Damn. every time before I put it on, I'm like, don't do this. It's cause <laughs> I gotta like treat yourself. It's like if you were, you know, just eating pizza all the time it's like it's really good but after a while you're gonna start to get sick of it and i don't ever want to be sick of pizza Uh, i understand now you know pizza put it into perspective (laughs) food do you like food do you listen to music no i don't do either of those things there's some people that don't i guess it's debatable there's also some people who don't like food there's a disease for that (laughs) (laughs) um love food what's your favorite food any food. Any food? You Any have... food that doesn't involve peanuts because they try to kill me. Are you allergic to nuts? Just peanuts. Really? I can have like almonds oh. and other stuff. For some reason, it's just the peanuts. That sucks. It sucked figuring it out because I wasn't allergic until I was like 20 years old. Hmm. It just came out of nowhere. That's weird. Jeez. I like Asian food. Yes. Agent food. <laughs> Agent food. Nah, Asian the food. The stuff that the FBI eats. I don't know. Duh, bears. Sports? Sports. Are you a sports fan? (laughs) Do I look like a sports fan? I don't know. You live in Pittsburgh. Uh, So I used to care about hockey, but then we just made so many poor decisions that (laughs) it's getting hard. I guess I I can now call myself a Fairweather fan. Okay. My whole life I was like, yeah, the pens, yeah, hockey. And, And lately it's just been like, I have a job where I work during the games and I can't keep up and I just hear bad things. <laughs> I always feel like such an asshole because I feel like so, this is like really unjustified, but I feel like so many girls that like sports are just like bullshitting it. I don't know why I feel like that. Am I like, am I a dick for saying that? I don't know. It also depends on what sport because girls can also, it's like, it's like I noticed hockey. that there's a lot of fair like hockey girl fans, but uh, it's, it's almost the same way that I baseball, feel about you only hear about it whenever they go to the games and they're Instagramming pictures of their beers in the field, which yeah. I'm guilty of, but I do enjoy baseball. I just can't watch it on TV. So it gets really hard to keep up with it if you don't have season tickets and the available schedule. But, uh, I don't, I don't think any girl is legitimately into, into football. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I've always I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I've always felt that way. Like anytime I like see like some like girl with like posting pictures, like all peace signs with their pens jersey, or like some like hardcore band hoodie on, I'm just like, you're full of shit. And I can't say this without sounding like a dickhead. Well, I did get into a lot of uh, bands that I liked when I was younger because uh, a guy that I liked told me to. So that is a thing. The, that's that. A, that's a well, thing. Well, that's a thing. But yeah, I'm sure. I've never, because I also just don't think I, I like the sports fan type, but uh, I've never pretended to be in the sports to, as a means to talk to someone or yeah. find some, because I, I couldn't find a common ground with that person if all we're talking about is sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just couldn't. But some music, maybe, when you were younger? Yeah, music was like, oh, you heard this band. Like, yeah, totally, totally. Oh, song. I did that so- all the time. All the time. <laughs> and then I'd be home and I'd like get on like you know, uh-huh. whatever, like, pure volume and, like, be like, oh, yeah, I know this one song and I try to, like, reference that one song in conversation. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I mean, it's somewhat acceptable when you're younger. Yeah, but maybe, I, there's... maybe that's also, I don't know, the intro to, to how to meet people. <laughs> I feel like there's, like, this weird thing with it started with MySpace and now it's carried over into Facebook where I feel like even people that are, like, getting into their mid-20s and older something about social networking is not allowing them to grow up i can see that they're like i can see where you're going they're uh there's something about the whole idea of social networking that seems so like adolescent to me um it's really hard to explain it it's just like people just want to like complain and just show everybody what they're doing. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's like a little kid trying to get attention. Yeah, and because it is, it is also like there's always that uh, that instant gratification where it's like you post a photo and like a bunch of people like it. You're yeah, like, yeah, people like me and the stuff that I do. And then it's just as bad for people to just sit there and like everything all day. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like. Yeah, it. it's, it's like... really, it's really annoying. It really gives you this uh, distorted view of reality. Like I get, <laughs> I'll. There was, there's been times where I'll like post something 
on Facebook, like, hey, I put out a new song. And then, you know, it'll get like 50 likes or something like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, cool. I'm glad people care. And then, you know, I'll check the plays and it's like 20 Ten. plays. <laughs> and it's like, if you're going to bother to hit the like button, why can't you bother to hit the play button that's right underneath it? Because it's the people that do the like, oh, I want to win this online modeling contest. Just click here and vote for me. So I guess, I don't know. Yeah, there's so many facets to this. <laughs> uh-huh. It's really hard to be like creative and try to share it with the world because everybody's creative and nobody's fucking special mm-hmm. like do you ever try to put any of your artwork i dropped that actually on no. the internet uh no and i i did a, a post that was like if anyone wants something like tell me and i'll, I'll make it for you like super cheap just trying to like get a couple extra bucks like real quick you know and i'm like oh well, let's see your stuff but as it is right now i have a big cartel that it's not under my name it's just like a random name that i picked and i'll put my stuff up on there all the time and it'll go decently quick and it's not like, and I don't like, I don't know. It's it's cheap and it's cool, but I would like to keep things separate because I know a lot of like my tattoo artist friends and even just artist friends get the stupid requests all the time. And like, they get like dragged into conversations at bars about like something that someone wants and they want to explain this huge elaborate piece, but they don't want to pay them for it. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know, or it's, or it's like, they'll just be bullshitting. They don't actually mean it. They don't actually want this. They just like... Or, the, or, like, you know, they don't want to pay for it. But, like, yeah, I kind of... I just wanted to keep those, so you don't those want, worlds like, separate. You don't... Okay, that's pretty interesting. I... It is... I would like to see your stuff sometime, so you'll have to send me a private link. Okay. And I won't tell anybody about it. Okay. But I'm we just curious. Um, but I can relate to that. I used to do a lot of graphic design work for bands. That's even more annoying. And, like, yeah, designing t-shirts for bands mm-hmm. is terrible. Yeah. Because... Nobody knows what they want. They don't like your ideas. Yeah, they have an idea, and then and you'll go off of it, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, that, but but everything opposite. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but nothing like that. Uh-huh. It's like, can you can you do this, but everything different? <laughs> oh, yeah, it ends, up, it ends up being this two-week process, and then it's like, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, I do like a, I do a lot of smaller canvases, but then I'll get like, I don't know, like 24 by 20s and I'll put something cool on that. But I also like, I don't like to charge a shitload of money because I think that's also where people kind of damn themselves Mm to putting too much value to their time as an artist. Yeah. I think that's, I like, but also you'd want to get paid for what you're doing. So I kind of just cut like the really, like the realistic medium of it where I'm still making enough money. Mm -hmm. It's, I... I've sold artwork in the past, but it's always been really fair and to friends. It's more mm-hmm. of just like a covering cost of like that canvas costs some money, that paint costs some money. I don't really care about my time. Yeah. Because you're gonna like hang it up, people are gonna see it and it has a home. And it is something I really just do for me if like well, except in the case where I ask people if they want something. And I did actually on Facebook I got a couple of really sick potential commissions from these people yeah. one person i know is solid and will actually pay me for what i do but um... i was at a uh I, 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 <laughs> all the time i can i'll, I'll continue this conversation right. i was at a convention and there was like a comic book toy nerd thing that i'm into mm-hmm. and there was this artist there who does really really sick stuff and he was selling prints but he wanted like 30 bucks for print yeah yeah those are like five dollars buddy yeah. maybe 10 sorry it's like <laughs> this weird line where it's like okay how i don't know like do you well, that... just not care that much is like i feel like i would rather sell five prints at five bucks you know than one print at 25 bucks yeah because it, for it's... me it's more about like just somebody having the stuff yes. and then covering the cost mm-hmm. rather than trying to like make a ton of money off of that one person that's willing to pay it. And there was another guy that I saw at another show that also had some stuff and it was even more expensive. Granted he had like, it was framed already, but it's like, frames yeah. aren't that fucking expensive. Yeah. And I doubt it's some kind of, yeah, yeah. It's still a print. Yeah. And okay, cool. Maybe it's like not thinking about the costs aside. You're still paying a little bit for the artist's time and that money is contributing their future endeavors. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but still like $30 for a print is like rape. 
Well, yeah, regardless of size, it could be, like, the size of a movie poster, and I'd still kind of want to think twice about it, being that it's just a print. Mm-hmm. That, that is where people get, like, a little ridiculous and, and too much. Yeah, I mean, I have a, know. I have a print downstairs that this size, it's a, from the movie Kill Bill, but it's a screen print. Uh, and I paid, like, 50 bucks for it. That's different. But it's, like, actually a unique one-of-a-kind. Somebody touched it with their hands. It's, like... I feel like it's Legit. more of a piece of art than just something that came out of a giant yeah. digital printer. Exactly. So, did you ever think about, like, doing prints of your work? Or do you, like, think that your stuff looks better as I don't know, prints, a physical piece? Prints would work, but I also do a lot of stuff over stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. so like I'll get... A crappy like hotel wall kind of looking generic landscape thing and do something ridiculous over it yeah so that in that in those cases it kind of like when you can tell more that i painted over something existing it kind of looks a lot better yeah i've i get what you're saying i think i've always been into like doing stuff with found objects and like mixed mediums mm-hmm. and like having textures and all kinds of just if you need it needs to be there like you have to yeah. be holding it or mm-hmm. be able to look at it and like I mean, see I, it i could make something that could like well i have made things like out of nothing that would work well as a print but you don't think you would want to sell also, prints i don't know i just i i don't actually really want to be like an art i don't want like pressure to continue to do stuff okay because as it is right now it's like at my leisure yeah it seems like it's and it's not like how you i do it very casually it's not how it i seems. make my living yeah. It's not, you know, but it's it's something I still enjoy doing because I haven't poured too much of myself into it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like I haven't, you know? I yeah. Know. Uh, I've said this before, but I the idea of, like, having to depend on my creativity to live That's seems like a, you. a frightening idea. For a while, uh, there was, like, a two, two three-year period where I wasn't working. I didn't have a legitimate job, and I had a, a better space, like... I've really condensed all my recording equipment. I don't even have my keyboard set up anymore. <laughs> but I used to have, like, a room that was dedicated to this stuff. And I would mm-hmm. record a bunch of rappers or in, like, smaller, like, maybe, like, an acoustic act and things like that. Not, like, any full bands. I mm-hmm. didn't have the capabilities to do it. But I would do that, like, every other day. And the money was good. Mm-hmm. But by the time it was time for me to, like, sit down, like, okay, I'm going to work on my stuff now. It's like, well, shit, I've been sitting here for seven hours. Yeah. I don't want to look at this computer anymore. And regardless of getting paid to record music, it burned me out. And it, like, didn't, I didn't have a creative outlet after that because I didn't feel like being in front of the computer. So I stopped. I was like, I'd much rather have a regular job Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with this and then I could come home and do this. Exactly. Because I um, there will be times where it's like I just work too much and I won't touch anything for months. Like, I'll pick up, like, a sketchbook and doodle in it, but mm-hmm. that's about it. But I like that. I like the being able to take a break for as long or whatever as I want because no one's expecting anything out of me. Yeah. You know? Whenever I first moved here, which was in October, mm-hmm. um, like, all of my stuff was still boxed up. And I didn't have anything to do. And I had, a, like, a new canvas that I hadn't even opened. It was, like, a, it's like a 24 by 36. Mm-hmm. So I started an outline of it, of its uh, Mona Lisa, but with a Tyrannosaurus Rex face. And, like, and all of them done was the outline. It looks, it's just sitting in the basement. And anytime I do laundry, I see it's like, I should start <laughs> that. I'm kind of stuck, though, because I don't know, actually, how I want to color it. I don't know if I want to do... I'm thinking I'm probably going to do, like, the majority of it with spray paint and then layer on top of it with, like, acrylic for mm-hmm. texture and detail. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm like, well, what if that's the wrong decision? What if I should do it all acrylic? Or what if I, I should a... do it with, like, weird watercolors and, like, do something? I don't know. I'll sometimes uh, take a picture of something I'm doing and then I'll go print it out at work in black and white a ton because, well, we only have, like, a laser printer. Uh-huh. And then I'll, I'll experiment with, like, on a much smaller scale with different colors from there. Just a lot easier whenever I'm doubting what kind of decision I want to make. Yeah, I sometimes I got really into graphic design real heavily, and it pulled me out of doing like actual art with my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing art with this fucking tablet and pen thing. You know, <laughs> and uh, I got real into it. It was really cool, but it pulled me out of paint, and I haven't gotten back into it since. But I've done things where I would, like, scan it and I'll do, like, rough color palettes in Photoshop to get mm-hmm. an idea of how I want to do it. And 
figure it out. And also, that's a good cheat for that. But I also use mine as a means of like getting away from technology, just for me personally. Yeah, I, I wish I could get back in, like, just it's... so I can just like put my phone and everything downstairs and just you know. Mm -hmm. One of my like summer projects is to clean out the basement and like make like an art space and try to force myself to start doing some stuff again like every I'm, year I'm, I'm like, in the process gonna, of doing that it's gonna be life. the year that I do it <laughs> I mean I still do creative things they're just I mean I screen print at my job and I do graphic design so all of those shitty band t-shirts paid off it was like <laughs> how I like part of the reason why I was able to work yeah. where I work I was like look at all this bullshit that I did the people want it <laughs> uh but it's cool I'm glad that I know how to screen print and they're all great things to learn and mm -hmm. screen printing's weird because you still get to get dirty like you're using but it's all kind of pre-planned on a computer and mm -hmm. you it's harder to fuck it up that's not as much all controlled because i've watched it's... uh i've watched joe boots at work once or twice uh -huh. in his little shop so yeah it's fun mm -hmm. but it's still it's still not the same as just like getting in the thick of it anytime i like to like do stuff too is like i never was a fan of drawing in sketchbooks because it's too small i like to just I do never, things that are huge. I, think I don't that... usually draw the right way in a sketchbook. I will yeah. set it however it's comfortable in my lap at the time. So I'll have like some crooked page of something. Yeah, I mean, I I still have like I have all of my sketchbooks ever. Like they're mm. they're right there. Like my sketchbook from like when I was like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I was just going out every day. Like it's full. I have like old pictures. Of, it's fucking super cool. It's funny because you can also see the progress of me getting older. The sketchbooks get like. I feel like the work gets better, but it's, like, less frequent exactly. and, like, less, like... Yeah, but I also feel like I have the similar one. It was, uh, this Blue and Cheese, a Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Okay. That show. It was, it's just a, that, and on every page in the corner, it's the same picture on the front of Blue and Cheese, but this was, like, <laughs> this was, like, the book that I took everywhere with me, and we'd be, like, just sitting at, like, King's or Denny's or something like that, and everyone just coffee and cigarettes like you know and just everyone taking turns doodling in this yeah, thing yeah i would and there's like some terrible stuff there's like a lot of it was words for me but now i have like really good handwriting like you know mm -hmm. <laughs> but um but yeah the drawings it's like there's such a there's more quantity <laughs> and now i'm just like yeah i don't i think that though that was like the thing that the uh, really attracted me to graffiti when i was a kid mm -hmm. was because i liked it like just how fucking big it was yeah like, it's just like huge and you can just like you know it's just like we all can remember our no... first time seeing like this giant piece and like whoa yeah there's like it's <laughs> like you know fuck this sketchbook fuck this canvas it's like a whole like the world is my canvas man yeah <laughs> yeah no it's you know i can't knock it no yeah you know i feel like I had, like, some, like, Echo shirt when I was 15 that had, like, a spray paint can on it, probably. <laughs> you were one of those kids, like, when you went to Target, instead of going to, like, the rock and roll t-shirts, you went to those graffiti font t-shirts. <laughs> they didn't have them. When I was 15, I was going I think, to Time Bomb and buying t-shirts <laughs> at the old spot before they moved, when he was across the street from the Giant Eagle. Damn. Yeah, I'd go. That's where I bought my caps. Oh shit! <laughs> it's just like I like put myself but, but into the. You are now. I'm seeing some Montana. Yeah. You got you got some Montana. It's a little different than Rusto. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't think any 15 year old these days should have Montana again. No, but I would go and like it's funny to put it in perspective now, being like 15 years old, like you got any caps? <laughs> <laughs> just being like, yeah, here, have fun. You know? Well, it didn't, like, hit us for the longest time that you could switch those. Like, we didn't, we had no idea. There was no one, like, Butler. Butler, PA. That wasn't a thing there. Yeah. Ever. I, it just wasn't a thing. It was a thing. I, what happened with me was I grew up in the city. I grew up in Wilkinsburg. Mm -hmm. And I would always uh, take the bus into downtown with my uncle. You know, Ides? It's, yeah, the comedy, or comedy, comic a, book shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My uncle would always go to Ides, and we would busway that mm -hmm. the, and i would like see all the stuff and i was always like really drawn to it yeah and then when i was in like seventh grade i had some friend i had some friends that were in squirrel hill that i still had from when i was in pittsburgh public i was telling you earlier did like mm -hmm. fourth fifth and sixth yeah and this kid that was like my best friend knew kids that were in squirrel hill that all wrote mm -hmm. and i was like oh like 
this is a thing that you can do? <laughs> like, people actually do this? And they're, like, our age? And, like, that was it. And then, like, I brought it back to Woodland Hills with me. And then we all <laughs> were, you know, destroying the junior high bathrooms thinking that we were, like, hot shit. Yes. And then it's that that's where it started and then like by the time i graduated high school i was just like kind of over it um <laughs> that is that is something <laughs> it was just like this like it seems like people grow out of it or... there's like this three four year period where like because like i like got a lot of friends into it and it was mm -hmm. it was like that was what we did yeah. that was like our group thing to do you know it was like stay up all night drawing stuff and then we would wake up, ta take the bus out to Monroeville, go to Home Depot, fill up our book bags, go underneath the bridge, spend the day. That was it. And then, you know, people stopped doing so it. So many days. And it got to a point where I was just, uh, I don't know, I was like the only person that was still doing it. And as I got older, I was still friends with some people. I'm not going to, no names. But people that started, like, <laughs> people that started getting into some beef with people that yeah. were my friends, but it's like, I don't want to paint with you because I'm not trying to get, like, a metal pipe to the side of my face because okay, you're no, being see, a cunt. See, you were, you were, <laughs> you're talking about this when you were, like, what, 15 and all this No, this happened? was, like, when I was, like, like 17, 18. Okay. Around now, the time. Now imagine you're 30 and this is still a Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, there are still people that don't grow out of it and have that mentality that's i mean i guess if that's what you're into yeah, that's cool but again on, on, on subcultures that's a huge one yeah it's one of the biggest ones yeah i mean and i've i did a couple like things where they would be like events where there would be like some djs and a bunch of people painting mm -hmm. and i met some really really cool like legitimate writers that were older and you could just tell that they were like over the bullshit because they didn't even want to talk to me mm. But it was just like, I get it. It's like, they still like to paint, but it's like, you don't see them out anymore, but they're still doing like these events because they know people. And yeah. and yeah, I don't know. I just started working and I got really into music too. That was the thing that ended up pulling me out of it the most. Cause when I was like 18, 19, I would already been making beats a little bit, mm -hmm. but then I got more into music and then I stopped doing the graffiti stuff because I was like, eh. I've just always been everywhere with it. Like between all of it just, I'm just one of those people I, I, I can't I can't I haven't been able to like like even if you were to ask me now what I want to do when I grow up <laughs> as an adult I couldn't tell you uh -huh. I just I enjoy doing everything in different ways like everything's a, a different outlet and sometimes it's like if I were to only paint forever I would I'd grow to fucking hate it yeah so it's like you know I got just all the different outlets done like mm -hmm. <laughs> just different shit to do in case I get sick of something or frustrated with something yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like every once in a while, I like to go out and cause a ruckus by myself somewhere and not tell anybody <laughs> about it and just some usually like, some bullshit no-name thing. Usually, just... like, the drunker you get, too, the more you're like, that's not me. <laughs> I didn't do that. Someone else did that. <laughs> no, it's, I, I miss letters that just look like coat hangers or something <laughs> like that. Ugh. I, I. I, I think I miss it a lot, but I think the thing I miss most about it was just, like, the times that I had hanging out with friends and going out with, like, a group of people. And it was just, like, good. a group activity. It's like, I'll never have that again. I'm not gonna... I don't want to <laughs> meet any new writers. I know people that write, and that's, like, I don't... Yeah. It's, like, I don't... I keep it very just, like, yeah, I did that, like, ten years ago. I'm <laughs> over it now. But it's cool. It's still a thing. It's just weird. It's, like, uh, with me, to loop this conversation back, yeah. like, when I... Because, like, my eyes are still, like... I'm out and I see stuff mm -hmm. and it's like, who is that? Mm -hmm. It's like bands. It's like, I see yeah. people wearing band t-shirts. Like, I don't know what the fuck music is around anymore. And I don't know who the fuck any of these mm -hmm. writers are. So it's just like, ugh. <laughs> this is, I can't keep this up is with all this older. shit. It's probably, <laughs> you know, getting older. it's probably some si other 16 year old asshole like me. Very true. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very fucking true. I can't, there's a lot of, Especially, yeah, music. I can't keep up anymore. I can't. It's, I have to ask someone else. Just like, <laughs> but you don't know what you want to do with your life. Oh no! I honestly just planned on taking the bartending thing as far as I can go because it's pretty lucrative. Yeah, drunk, I was. I was drunk people tip really well. <laughs> I was talking with somebody else. This is like a really good example of our generation of people of how like in the old days, like you know, before uh, the '60s and 
the whole flower child, free love, free spirit, think for yourself kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, it was go to school, go to college, or go, to, or go to the military, yeah. you know, start, get a job, start a family, and then repeat. Yeah. And it seems like a really, like, narrow-minded way of life. I feel like that's backwards. But like, at the same time, backwards. it's like, it makes sense in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, a family, it's like, I think that you can take those, those aspects and apply them to, like, the way life is now. Mm-hmm. Like, we can modernize them. And it just, I think a lot of people just don't have any sort of, like, structure to their life. And that becomes a problem. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, because I don't. I didn't go to I didn't go to college at all. No, I did high school and then I was done. But I also really have myself to thank for that because now I don't have like student loans yeah. or any kind of debts or anything. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just have my rent and whatever else to pay. Yeah, and I, don't... I don't have to worry about you know like I know so many people every year their tax return get taken because like they they're not paying their student loans or whatever. It's yeah. like well damn I'm really enjoying my extra nine hundred dollars. Sorry. <laughs> I I don't know too many people that finished school. Yeah. One yeah. and then the ones that did finish school that are even like using their degree. I'm making more money than them bartending. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's but if you can like. You see, it's like, you know, you're like, I don't know, I don't want to do, but I want to take this bartending thing. At least that's structure. I feel like... You have something. There's some people that are just like, Bleh. Whatever, man. Wherever the world takes me, man. Yeah. But no, um, I think the, the get out of school and go to college thing is where it's all kind of, that's where it gets fucky. Because I don't think enough people go out and try what they want to do and see what they like. You know? Well, there are some people that go to college genuinely, and they do want to learn. Yeah. Even if they don't use it, like, people that do, like, weird, I don't know, I can never justify. Crap. I can never justify going to school under something with just general study. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. To me, that's, like, a waste of... It would be a waste of time and money. So I would I like would... to... If I wanted if I wanted something so passionately that I wanted to go to school, I in would a, like to know what it was before a, I do that. <laughs> in a weird way... My mom kicking me out when I was 17, like, kind of saved me. Because yeah. I was all, like, set up to go to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. And I was, like, really stoked. Dodged a bullet on that one. Buddy. Right, right, right. But I was, like... It's... I, I know one person who's... At, or two people that have finished. And mm, nothing, nothing great coming out of them. <laughs> I know a couple people that have finished, but they weren't... It was, like gaming stuff video mm. gaming stuff and well, they, they was, yeah. and i think that they stuck in it and they're doing okay um i don't know anybody that finished like any of the graphic design or painting or whatever but you know i was gonna go because that seemed like the good thing to do because the alternative art thing was my do. life and I was, I was like i'm good at this i got this but then you know my mom things didn't work out and then i just kind of started working all the time and i was like I'm never going to afford this. In hindsight, probably for the best. Yeah, I, I still, I never, I don't regret at all not going to any kind of schooling yet. Because, like, my mom also, she worked in a government lab for a really long time making optics, just lenses and stuff. Cool. But uh, she she never went to college. She learned that skill there because she was kind of hired in, like, a mass group of people through a temp agency. But they hired her on and kept her, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But um, whenever she... Like, she got laid off of that job. She couldn't take the skills she learned there anywhere else because she worked for the government. So they paid for her to go to school, uh-huh. and she decided to go and be an accountant because she loved math, and accountants make money. But she didn't do that until she was math? like... math? My mom. She's Ew. a weirdo. Oh, wait, math. I meant meth. <laughs> She's an accountant because she loves math. <laughs> that makes sense. There we go. She She never went to college until she was, like, well over 40. So no, uh, no expectations for the future for you then? You're just gonna, I don't know. I kind of roll I, with it. I got like a short term plan where it's, you know, I'm going to bartend here and save up some money and then move somewhere else for the winter, like seasonally and bartend there and then come back to it. Do you here. like living in Pittsburgh? I, if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have been like, I'm never leaving Pittsburgh. This place is so awesome. But then I'm realizing that it's only awesome in the summer. And, like, doing hood rat stuff by the river mm-hmm. and drinking by the river. Like, that's that's the fun part of Pittsburgh to me. Like, that's... And that's not really possible in the winter. Winter, it's just kind of miserable. And 
I don't know. They get worse the older I get. <laughs> I'm less tolerant of the cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm already starting my, like, Florida retirement plan or something. Uh, don't do <laughs> Not that. Not Florida, per Florida's se. Florida's miserable. But just the idea of it. Oh, I know. At Florida, like, every day at 2 o'clock, it just rains. <laughs> and it makes it disgustingly sticky for the rest of the day. I hate, I hate Florida. It's pretty bad. Hey, I don't know what I'm going to do either. Yeah, I just... I don't really care. Saving up money bartending. I could that's die it. tomorrow and I'd be over it. But also, like, bartending... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Here we are. I'm dead. Joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, bartending also, it's like, that's a skill I can take anywhere. And in some cases, whereas everyone, like, they love to get a lot of, like, the knuckle tattoos, being, like, job stoppers, ha, ha, ha. Like, oh, yeah, bartending, a... it actually, it, it really helps. <laughs> like, a lot, of, a lot of managers want, like, a tattooed little bartender behind their counter because people are interested in that. They'll want to give me money for whatever reason. Did anybody try talking you out of getting your hands and, like, your neck tattooed? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit at first. But, like, it was, a uh, the first, it was, a uh, it was my hand. I had this, this little, uh, Medusa arm. It's just the hand creeps past my shirt line. And it pretty much, though, like, once I went past the elbow, though, that was when it was like, yep, fuck it, here we are. <laughs> Let's mm -hmm. get it all. <laughs> Yeah, I remember my, like, whenever I got this done, my the artist was just like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I guess. I don't really well, care. Well, I remember the uh, the first, the, I have this, this giant, is actually a, my dad never paid child support growing up. <laughs> and then one year, it was a, the year of my 18th birthday, my, uh, I guess they, they took his tax return and gave it to my mom or his wife, his, whatever he was, my kind of stepmom. Must okay. have given it to my mom. Either way, we got a bunch of money unexpectedly, and I was like, Mom, can I get a tattoo? And uh, this is after she had discovered that the, the panda, the panda? Was a thing. <laughs> this was like after I got my... Her reaction to that, too, was like, um, what tattoo? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but anyway, I asked her if I could get a tattoo, and she was like, sure. And then I went to uh, this place called Inner Vision in Sarver. Okay. And I talked to this guy and I told him my idea and it's a, a zombie Mega Man. And he was like stoked about it because he has like these little like human guts sticking out but then like robot parts busting out of him. Oh, cool. And uh, and I was like, cool. So like how much you think that would be? And I like pointed to my leg and he was like, oh, about $200. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Cool. And she gave me like that and then money for a tip. And like, I came home and it was like, the size of like it goes from pretty much my ass cheek down to my knee. You can oh, see really? where it ends right oh, there. Oh, cool! But it goes like the whole way up, and uh, that's a good price. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge, <laughs> and it's done really well, surprisingly, for that amount of money. My mom's like, "Oh my god, I thought it was just gonna be like the size of your hand. What did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was over. <laughs> and was then, that the first tattoo then, that you got after the panda? Legally, yes. Okay. Oh wait. No, that's a lie. I got the, the Bayside bird on my 18th birthday. Okay. And then I got the, uh, then the, the big Mega Man. But yeah, and then, and then eventually, like, the years went by, and it's like, I got a mom tattoo. I got it, because she used to collect Barbies, so I got, like, the OG Barbie. That's awesome. I got the mom tattoo, and she loved it. And then I got a face tattoo, and she was like, no more. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a second one, and she was like, god damn it. <laughs> like, she just, All she downhill. doesn't care. She loves him. Like, she's fine with it, and she likes to, to show me off to her friends and stuff like that, but <laughs> she pretends to be so disappointed with me. <laughs> like, Mom, look where we are now. Yeah. I got a big, giant, black rat's ass on my neck. <laughs> like, let's just think about this. <laughs> Tons of bad ones. Not bad, just stupid. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Terribly stupid. <laughs> uh, nobody's looking at you anyway, it doesn't matter. No, no. Nobody cares. I just want to blend in with the furniture, and I'm... I, I picked the wrong subculture for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have just, like, I don't know. I should have gotten to making furniture. <laughs> well, you can, like, start wearing those old lady suits that are made out of the stuff that they make couches out of, and then you can really blend in with the furniture. <laughs> I think that's a, that's actually how hipsters dress. Yeah. There's this this they, flowy, weird uh, curtain Yes, yes they dress like dressing. old people, yeah. Pretty much. There's younger ones. They're young old people. Same as like how I call crusties brown white kids. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, it is it is crusty season again, though. Yeah, it's well, my favorite time. Uh, the smells, those are the rules are pretty much a uh, don't look at them, don't listen when they talk to you, don't ever walk downwind of them. Uh, I don't know. Feed their dogs. <laughs> I like oh like that's a probably a whole nother half hour rant that I'm not even gonna get into, but just like I hate it. I do. I work really, really, really hard to maintain my house and my lifestyle and take my dogs to the vet regularly. No respect. Yeah, like, why would you... They get sympathy from them. They, you Yeah, know. that's bullshit. Well, I'll buy their dogs bones, like, things that they could not possibly have it's themselves. Like, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of the time, those people that are living that lifestyle don't have to live that lifestyle. No. It's... I know several people now that are, like, reform crusties that never had to do that. And they yeah. did it because it was, like, a, a cool thing to do. Yeah, and it's, like, if you want to do that, that's fine. But a don't put them... an animal through that. Mm -mm. No, and a lot of them do have, like... I can't say this about all of them or a lot of them even, but I know I knew a good handful of even ones, like... They had, like, an emergency credit card from their parents, like, the really young ones. Yeah. They had, like, emergency money if they needed it, like... Like, they weren't, like, just shoved out into the streets and unloved. Like, that, they chose that. Yeah, that's not a... But I can't actually... That's definitely not true for all of them. No. Certainly, but... No, there's some people that do have, like, bad cards dealt to them. Or there's some people that are, like, really into that idea of living off the grid. Mm -hmm. It's awkward that they all have to look the same. But... <laughs> it... <laughs> It's, it's I like, it. it's, it's, you know, it's like, just because, you know, times are tough doesn't mean that you have to get a crass butt patch. It, Hold on. <laughs> I must have missed something in my punk handbook. It doesn't, but it's, I don't know. I don't, and it's hard for me to not think that there's some sort of a fashion statement behind it when they all have, you know. I, well, I mean, I, I can't remember. One of them would, like, a, they would, he would wash his clothes, but not his body. I, like, I tried to, I asked someone about it, and he was like, oh, I'll wash my clothes, but I'm not going to wash myself. It was something about being natural. I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. You're goddamn high. He loves math. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. You know what? I think we can wrap this up. It's been right. a while. Okay. There's no good ending note on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke math, kids. Nothing, nothing, nothing tied together, but that's okay. No. It'll work or it won't. The world's useless. People equal shit. Yes. <laughs> Let's end on some stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, hey. Hey. Thanks. It's been nice getting to know you. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Beer time. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all, folks. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation, and if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Michelle is really cool. I liked shooting the shit with her and getting the chance to talk to her about some shit that I really haven't had the chance to talk about on the show yet. It was fun. I hope it happens again with some more people, which it will. It'll happen again next week. I'll be here with another person. It's what I do. It's what I'm doing now, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, don't forget to let me know about the iTunes thing. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Just a simple, just get a hold of me. Let me know. I am Sykes. Start the Beat Podcast. 2014. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. <laughs>